0: I want to go back to what Aditi Kinkabwala had to say about the changing perception in Cleveland and the impact of Jim Schwartz. Last week there was a player I spoke to, I will not name names, who was talking about Jim Schwartz's defense and said, I want to go play in that. Whoa! Whoa! I'm gonna like guess that. it's Hassan Reddick. Mm, that is not
1: paused. not
0: revealing who the person is. A strong by Aditi. Um The, the, this is actually the funny thing is we all did what Ken did. We were like, Oh, is it Hassan Reddick? Was it Khalil Mack? Was it, and then you just insert a player's name there. I will say, uh, the chargers need to move on from some money. Khalil Mack, uh, I think it was pro football focus had Khalil Mack to Philly for a fourth round pick. I would do that tomorrow in a heartbeat. Khalil Mack here would be a lot of fun across from miles Garrett. They should have drafted him fourth overall in 2014, but Again, that is about the changing perception in Cleveland and the fact that, yes, you have Micah Parsons making a Cleveland as Cleveland joke. You have Jamar Chase making a Cleveland as Cleveland joke, but slowly but surely, the, the the way people view the Browns is changing, and that is going to open up doors here. And I think, listen, I don't think you have to look any farther than the Browns going four for four in the NFL honors. Like previously, guys, you might win one of those four awards, and it's a hair tussle. Like, good for you, Miles Garrett. Good for you being a good football player in Cleveland. Previously, like Kevin Stefanski, that first year, Kevin winning coach of the year, felt a little bit like a hair tussle. Hey, you are not Freddie Kitchens, and you kind of got the Browns over the hump finally. This year, you can't explain away four NFL honors, four yearly awards as a hair tussling. And I don't think it's just Jim Schwartz, by the way. I think Jim Schwartz helping Miles Garrett become the defensive player of the year for the first time in his career. I think that's the kind of thing that has tangible value. I think Miles Garrett winning the defensive player of the year because guys are pretty smart. Like guys like Jadavian Clowney get frustrated when Miles gets all the the nice matchups because they're trying to make their dough too. Smart football players know guys who aren't just selfish know that if you cook across for Miles, that's it's only gonna help him and you. And which then brings me to my next point. And I see this differently than everybody else on the station does. Um, I heard Ramon Foster, a former Pittsburgh Steelers offensive lineman. I heard what Ramon Foster had to say about the Steelers quarterback situation, and he tied it into Cleveland. And everybody went on high guard everybody was on that high we got to. we got to go ahead and uh you know circle the the wagons here we got build a, a fortress around the northeast ohio area we can't let this man besmirch cleveland i think there are two things going on i think the most important thing is the thing that people missed that's what gets it to me you have more stability than you're giving yourself credit for like do you see Baltimore making these types of moves like this type of scrambling and searching for a franchise quarterback? is very Cleveland of y'all to be asking this type of stuff. <laughs> Am I oh, no, oh, like, I ain't even no, wrong that, on that, man. Like that's, he just dunked on everybody watching this. No, oh, DK, it is <laughs> like it's, it's very Cleveland of you. Like, go get your guy through the draft and you know, he fits your DNA. So. One, it, that's actually on DK Sports in Pittsburgh. And what a fake-ass laugh from DK. <laughs> like, I can't remember. It's uh, Devin Kovacevic, I think, is his name. What a fake-ass laugh. <laughs> you just dunked on a lot of people listening right now. Uh, two, I think what people are forgetting is I don't think Pittsburgh has been this triggered about Cleveland and on guard on Cleveland for as long as I can remember. Like, maybe, like because remember, like, when the Browns left in 95, Pittsburgh and Buffalo and Kansas City, they say, come on board here. You root for us for the next couple of years and we'll hate each other again. In 99, that was kind of back, but I think Steelers fans were just happy that the Browns were back and they had a chance to resume that rivalry. Then they never resumed that rivalry because the Cleveland Browns were an unserious franchise for 20 damn years. But like Ramon Foster, one, I do want to get to the actual thing that he's saying, that there actually is something valid to what he's saying. But most importantly, like this is just the latest thing. Like yesterday, I was listening to ninety three seven the fan, and everything was well. We got a punch at Cleveland to try and make us feel better about ourselves here, guys. They're doing what we did for the twenty years where they dusted us, right? Where it was like, well, sure, Ben Roethlisberger, but what about those charges, right? Well, ah, uh, sure, yeah. Well, you, you Pittsburgh, but you haven't won a playoff game in five years, right? They're just doing the same thing. To me, the rivalry's back. Like, the whole T.J. Watt thing, uh, Steelers fans backing up an entitled bratty athlete who was upset that he didn't win defensive player of the year because he allegedly, he felt like he was entitled to it. Me have most sacks. Me should win that one. Eh, go ahead and lift weights again, T.J. Like, I just think the reality is, part of this is, we are really in the Steelers' cage right now, and I think Steelers fans and Steelers media are pretty scared that all of a sudden they're going to be the odd man out. The Browns were the odd man out in this division, and somebody's going to be it. I don't know that it's going to be the same team every year, right? There were a couple. There was a there was a, a fair amount of time even before it became the AFC North when it was the the Central. There was a fair amount of time where it was the Bengals that were the odd man out. And then the Browns kind of took up that mantle. And then the Browns and Bengals kind of traded back and forth. And then the and the Bengals started winning a little bit. And then they kind of receded a little bit. And then they got Joe Burrow. But, like, the Steelers have not been the odd man out in this division consistently since, like, the 80s. And so you have a generation of people who don't know what it's like to lose at this level. And, by the way, they were in the playoffs. But the fear is real. I think some of that is Cleveland finished ahead of you in the standings. All of a sudden, the little brother isn't the little brother anymore. They were better than you. Your fate was the same. It doesn't matter because now Pittsburgh's feeling the pressure. And I think what's funny about this is uh, Ramon Foster on one level is 100% right. Pittsburgh, this is not a good offseason to need a quarterback. I mean, honestly, guys, I think it's tough to go ahead and find a quarterback that you can bring in that is going to fix things if you are... It's better to look for the next quarterback when you already have the quarterback, Right? Uh, Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers and now Jordan Love. Both times, they've looked for the quarterback when they haven't needed the quarterback, and they've taken a tremendous amount of crap for it. Uh, San Francisco had Jimmy Garoppolo as their starter. Yeah, the injuries were there, and that kind of forced their hand, but they had him when they drafted Trey Lance and Brock Purdy. So that's what good franchises do. So, like, Ramon Foster is right. Pittsburgh, I don't think you should commit to uh, Kenny Pickett, but... Chasing Russell Wilson is pretty desperate. Chasing uh, what were the other names? Ryan Tannehill is pretty desperate. If you if you get somebody who doesn't still have upside or somebody that is just kind of a back half of their career, final two or three years, you're right back where Pittsburgh was until they drafted Ben Roethlisberger. And I mentioned that you know they haven't been the odd man out since the '80s, guys. That Cowher era, the first decade was kind of marred by the fact that they bounced around from Neil O'Donnell to Bubby Brister. Cordell Stewart was their quarterback sometimes, maybe, I don't know. There was the Tommy Maddox era. Like, Pittsburgh's in a place they haven't been for 20 years. They are in the quarterback abyss. And Ramon Foster's, I, I, I disagree with the quarterback that he said, but he is right to say, guys, it's what we did. The Browns had a different starting quarterback uh, damn near every year for 20 years and it only perpetuated the losing crappy atmosphere in Cleveland and the losing crappy atmosphere in that locker room because it was the number one thing who's going to be the quarterback do you draft a quarterback do you take a quarterback top 5 right do you trade for this quarterback well why should maybe we get Tyrod Taylor and Baker Mayfield that's where Pittsburgh is now the problem is you're there problem is like there's no bargaining in this situation well we should just double down on what we've been doing as it hasn't been working But he's right. This is the thing that Cleveland used to do, and there are certain moves that are just going to wind you right back where you are, which I find incredibly hilarious because Pittsburgh thought this would never happen.